I am the most humble person that has ever lived. That's so far from the truth, it's not even funny. Why? Maybe it is. But I used to be even more prideful than I am now, if that's even uh, possible to imagine. When I was in college, um, I studied computer engineering. And we uh, engineers thought, you know, we made modern society run. That is because of engineers that technology, new things uh, come into the world and advance society. Well, we got talking to the business and marketing uh, majors and they reminded us that we couldn't sell any of our goods if it weren't for them. But together we made fun of the philosophy and art majors anyways. So luckily the God is not like us, is not like me. God doesn't need to be boisterous, he doesn't need to come in with a lot of fanfare, he doesn't need to make himself look better. He is already great. He is already everything. And so, in some ways, the first reading is kind of ironic. Elijah the prophet is there taking shelter in a cave on the mountain of God, Mount Horeb. The Lord says to him, go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord and I will pass by. First was a strong and heavy wind rendering the mountains and crushing rocks. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a pretty cool uh, event, a pretty cool image. Rocks being crushed. But the Lord was not in the powerful wind. And then there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And then there was a fire, and we have seen from pictures of Hawaii how destructive, how powerful fire can be. But the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, after the fire there was a tiny whispering sound, a tiny whispering voice. Now this, Elijah knew that it was the Lord, and he hid his face in his cloak, and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. God, the creator of the universe, revealed himself in a tiny whispering sound. If Elijah had been making any sound at all, he would have missed it. What about our lives? What about us? Are our lives too noisy to even hear the voice of God? Do we take time for silence every day so that we can hear the tiny whispering sound of God's voice in our hearts? Do we desire to be in relationship with Christ? Do we desire that others be in relationship with Christ? When we look at the second reading, 
St. Paul says something that almost seems ridiculous. He says that he would almost give up his faith in Christ, but it would mean that his people, the Israelites, would know Christ. And as we know, most of the Jews, even to this day, don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of humanity. But St. Paul says he would give up his own relationship with Jesus if it would mean that his people would believe in Jesus would be saved. Do we have that same desire to have a relationship with Christ, that others have a relationship with Christ? And we see the same theme in the Gospel. Jesus has just fed the multitude of people. He tells his disciples to get in a boat to proceed him to the other side, dismisses the crowd, and goes up a mountain to pray. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the second person of the Trinity, God himself. And if God himself needs to spend time in silence, maybe it would be good for us to do so as well. We know the Bible teaches us that God didn't need to take a rest on the seventh day. God is God. But he did it to give us a pattern. To show us that we are to rest on the Sabbath day. And as Christians, we celebrate the Sabbath on Sunday. And maybe you have a job where you can't you know, take, totally take the day off. But still, are we taking time for silence every day? Are we taking silence to listen to God? Because as we saw in the first week, God isn't going to come to us in a big and boisterous way. I mean, sometimes He does, but not very often. Often He comes to us in the silence. And if we're just going from one activity to the next, if we're just filling our days with activity and noise, then we're never going to hear the voice of God, the tiny whispering voice in our hearts. Jesus goes up to the mountain to pray. And meanwhile, the apostles, the disciples are in the boat. It's being tossed about the waves. And the gospel says, not until the fourth watch does Jesus set out to walk across the sea. That means Jesus, in some ways, if you want to put this way, allowed the disciples to be tossed about in the boat all night long. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where it seemed just like the disciples in the boat. Where God doesn't seem to be anywhere nearby, that life is a mess, that there's these storms, these clouds in my life that are being tossed about by events, by people around me. There seems to be no peace or quiet at all. Maybe you feel that way even now. Sometimes it is hard to take time for silence 
maybe the hardest in those times, but it's exactly in those times, in all times, but it's especially in those times that we need to take time for silence. Because we're not going to calm the storm by doing more, by trying harder, by going faster, by being more busy. That's not going to solve the storm in our hearts. Jesus sets out across the sea. And at first the disciples are terrified. They think it's a ghost. But Jesus says, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Jesus says the same to us. To take courage, to spend time in silence. That it will be fruitful if we do. The world will tell us that we don't have time to take silence. That we don't have time to stop and, quote, do nothing. But Jesus says exactly that, that we need to do if we want to calm the storm in our hearts, in our lives. If we do, we need to take time for silence to stop. For we are human beings, not human doings. We are human beings. Our core identity is that of a beloved son or daughter of God. And that doesn't matter what things we accomplish, what we do. It is just who we are by virtue of our baptism. So I encourage us to spend time in silence. And okay, maybe kind of getting into uh, maybe the ways of the world. You know, science um, is, you know, science and uh, Things like that are held in high esteem. But it wasn't always that way. In the Middle Ages, philosophy and theology were considered the highest of all the studies. Because the other studies had to do with this world, with this creation, with material things, with things that, that pass, that come and go. But philosophy and theology had to do with eternal questions, with the immaterial with our souls, with the deepest questions and desires of the human heart. And so philosophy, theology were actually the highest pursuits, the highest areas of study. They are held in the highest regard. An ancient philosopher said, a life that's not reflected upon is not worth living. And so are we just going from one thing to another, never stopping to ask, is this what the Lord wants me to do? Is this really what I'm being called to do? Or like Elijah, we're spending time in silence so that we can hear the small, still voice of God speaking in our hearts, telling us who we truly are. Giving us our identity as beloved sons and daughters of God. And maybe giving some direction to our lives. So I encourage you to do just that. To spend time in silence every day. Because if we don't, we will never hear the voice of God. 
But if we do, we will hear the voice of God and we will truly know how much we are loved, how truly we are beloved sons and daughters of the Most High God.